You are now listening to Dr. Davina's Dots, your dynamic, optimistic, transformative show designed to relax you, inspire you, encourage you, and motivate you. I am your host, Dr. Davina Smith, bringing you only the best in positive messages and positive music. Enjoy. Welcome. How's everyone doing today? I'm so glad to be here with you. Thank you for joining me and thank you so much for listening, liking, and sharing Dr. Davina's Dots. If you would like to connect, please find me on Facebook at Davina Blackett Smith and on IG and LinkedIn at Dr. Davina Smith. Today I have with me an amazing musician, Mr. Matt Lee. Hello, Matt, and welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have you. An opportunity just to sit down with you. I'm excited to introduce you to the listeners. You know, they heard your music and they want to know who is this amazingly talented artist. So let's start from the beginning. I know you have a really interesting story um, being self-taught musician. So would you share just a little bit about your musical journey and how it began? Yeah, you know, um, it goes back to, uh, you know, um, when... There was a day that, you know, I was some, for some reason, a voice from above said, play the saxophone. And I used to listen to everything but jazz and blues. It was heavy metal and rock and roll. And I didn't know anything about jazz or blues. So this voice that came to me one day and just said, play the saxophone. So I, I, I called my grandma up and I had just, you know, graduated from high school and you know, I didn't. I wasn't really making much money, and and um, she said, "Well, let's go look at some." You know, because at that point, I, I just really didn't have money to go buy something like that. And, and sure enough, we found on I think it was Craigslist, um, we found uh, my first alto saxophone, and it all kind of started from there. And you know, I, I got into it, and it just felt natural to me. It was almost like I had played it in another life, and um, just felt like. I should be playing this. And then, of course, you know, during that time, too, there was a radio station in California where I live called KISS FM 102.7. And they played a song, which was Just the Two of Us. And, of course, Grover Washington was on that. And I just, like, got mesmerized by that. I thought, my gosh, that is really... I want to sound like that. Or, you know, I, I just... It, it caught my attention, and, and it's that it sort of uh, started it. And it wasn't too long after that. I think I heard Kenny G on, on the radio because they were playing them on the pop stations. And I just, from that point, just got kind of hooked on it. And, you know, I'm very competitive and wanted to just, you know, learn this instrument and try to figure it out on my own. And I got into, I'd say in the first couple of years, I got into playing with a few you know, bar bands, probably not so good, but it was fun and good learning experience. And it wasn't too long after that, I got into doing some of the smooth jazz stuff and started playing, you know, solo gigs where, you know, private parties and corporate events and would get hired and I would bring out my own, you know, uh, PA system and my I'd have all my smooth jazz tracks and I would, I would play, you know, um, that for quite a few years. Um, and did that all the way up until about a year 
maybe a little more than a year ago. And then had, you know, like my wife told me many times that I should, you know, come out with a single. She's like, you know, every time you do these events, people ask for CDs and you have nothing to give anybody. And and then my dear friend, Huge Groove, which uh, everyone knows, he also, you know, mentioned that I should, you know, I should really think about doing a single. And that's kind of what, that's how that all started. And that's where One More Kiss, my first single, that's where it kind of was birthed, it was right there. And um, it did really well. And, and, I, and I've realized since I've been doing this that I really enjoy the songwriting process and didn't even know I could write songs until I got into it. Wow, that's awesome. And that's an amazing story. Now, you mentioned, you know, your wife and, and some of your colleagues. I know you had a lot of great mentors along the way. Who would you say has helped you the most in your journey so far? I'd say my wife. You know, she she's, you know, she's always believed in me. You know, when we met our, on our first date, she was at a gig. You know, she she got to see me play, play. And she's always been a very big, probably the biggest supporter of, of me playing. There's been times over the years where uh, I actually, not long after I met her, I, I put down the saxophone for about five years. I didn't even actually sold all my saxophones. I didn't have anything. I just kind of lost interest and I kind of got sick of doing the weekly gigs and being out till two in the morning. And I just, you know, I was newly married to her and I just wanted to be around her. And she told me she missed it and and kind of got me back into it. So I'd really say she's the one, you know, and it started with grandma, but I'd say my wife's the one who's really pushed me along and has inspired me to, you know, keep playing. That's awesome. Well, we all thank her very much. (laughs) (laughs) So um, let's talk a little bit about your music. You know, there's something just so powerful about music. You know, it's healing, inspiring, can be romantic, energetic. You know, it has a way of just breaking down barriers and bringing people together. You know, how do you want people to describe your music? What do you want your fans to take away after hearing one of your songs? I'm hoping that, you know, I don't know if you read, you know, um, in a few places, but, you know, to me, you described exactly how I feel. I feel like music, like, unites our souls and brings us together. And if I, I just hope that, you know, when people listen, it it can, you know, do something positive for them. Maybe they're going through something hard in their life. Maybe it's a death in the family or it's a breakup or maybe there's something in the music that gives them hope and uh, puts a smile on their face. So. That's my biggest thing, is, and I'm just hoping that it, it could just, you know, do something positive for the listener. And then I feel like I, I did, you know, I did a good thing, you know, and that's kind of like what I, I, I hope for with the music. Absolutely. Well, you definitely do that. And your newest song, Panama City Groove, one of my favorites, I have to say. I saw a social media post saying that it was inspired by a drive that you and your wife took. Could you share a little bit more about how that drive turned into this amazing song? Yeah, we, you know, again, we come from California. Um, we moved to Las Vegas. And sort of where it all started for me was Las Vegas. And then I, I like change. And I think we both wanted a slower pace. So we we took a trip to Panama City to actually look at a place to live, you know, something different. And we went up to Panama City Beach and, you know, being by the ocean, it was so relaxing, you know, looking at the water and the sunset and, you know, just kind of driving 
along the beach there and, and being near the beach, um, you know, I just start, I get inspired by stuff like that. I start hearing things sometimes. Most of the time, I'm not trying to hear anything. It just starts, I start hearing stuff in my head. And, you know, I work with my producer that I give him an idea of what I'm looking for. And, you know, he does an amazing job. And, and that's sort of how that song came about was just, you know, being here, being near the ocean, being in that kind of chill zone, good vibe feeling um, that kind of gave me, you know, the, um, that voice in my head of how that song was going to go. Okay. Yeah, I can totally understand that. There's something about nature and just being in that environment that just makes the creative vibe start going. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think, you know, one of the things about music that's so amazing is that it is so personal yet so relatable. What song would you say best represents your life? I, 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 of, my, of my music? No, just in general. Oh, in general? Oh, man. Oh, that's a tough one because there's so many good songs. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, I love James Brown. Uh, you know, I feel good. I mm-hmm. mean, a, a, a song, you know, a classic song. I just love that pause. I like songs that put out that positive, you know, positive energy, and that just makes you feel good. So I, I probably go with James Brown. I feel good. I mean, if I have to, you know, if I thought long enough, I can change the answer, but probably go with that one. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, now I know that you said the atmosphere and the environment kind of inspires you. Is there any hidden messages anywhere in your music, any kind of stories that you want to share? Well, every song, you know, it it does sort of have, I guess, sort of a message, you know, like all my songs mean something to me, and, you know, where I come up with the names, like One More Kiss, you know, like you use that as an example, you know, when I met my wife. And that first date, I was playing a gig, but before the gig, we were together and we were, we were down by the ocean and, and I remember having that first kiss with her, you know, um, near the beach. And, and I just remember, you know, I wanted another kiss. So that one more kiss was like, you know, wanting another kiss from her. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that, that's an example, um, and sort of a message behind that song. So all my stuff's kind of tied to my life or my um, life experiences. Panama City grew. I was here in Florida looking for a place to live. You know, Let's Chill Tonight, one of my other songs, you know, that's, that is really related to me and my wife, you know, where we want, you know, to have that time together, just me and her, and let's kind of chill and hang out. So everything kind of ties a lot around my wife, to be real honest with you. That's awesome. I love that. So I know you have, you know, several great tracks, but do you have a favorite? I would say One More Kiss only because it was my first one and it really, you know, I can play the upbeat stuff. But I would consider myself more the slow and sexy guy. You know, I just, that's where I really get in my zone. And um, I would say, I would say One More Kiss probably. It was my first one, and just the way it turned out, it's it's, it's everything that I wanted it to be. Um, so I'm gonna have to pick that song. Absolutely, I think it's an amazing song too, and I think this is a great opportunity right now just to take a break and let the listeners hear one more kiss. Sounds good. 
You are listening to Dr. Davina's Dots. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Sit back, relax, and enjoy One More Kiss by Matt Lee.
Welcome back. You're listening to Dr. Davina's Dots. That was One More Kiss by Matt Lee. One of the things I think that's so amazing about you is that you're a self-taught artist. I mean, that's just incredible to me. Can you just tell a little bit about how, you know, what made you, I guess, think that, hey, I'm just going to teach myself to, to do this? I, I think it, you know, it goes back to just being a, a, a young kid. I, I, I had to learn a lot of things on my own, uh, you know, with my family situation. My grandfather was a great teacher. Um, but he was also one that says you got to, you know, figure it, figure it out on your own, too. I'll give you just enough, but you really need to figure it out. So it kind of became who I was as a, as a you know, young kid growing up. I'm, I just love to figure out things on myself. I'm the type that doesn't read a manual. So example, like if you buy something from Amazon and it maybe has a bunch of parts and pieces and hardware, I cannot stand reading manuals. I like to just rip the, ba- the box open, open the bag and just start looking at how it all goes together and put it together. So it's just kind of how I'm wired. And for some reason it worked out that way for music. It just felt like it was something I've been playing. And it just, you know, the only thing I had to do was to figure out, okay, what, how do I play an A or a G or, you know, whatever, certain notes. So I bought a book just to learn the fingering of where your fingers go. And that was pretty much it. I just, you know, took it from there. And, you know, I, I did a lot of um, what I call ear training. And I would, you know, put on Bill Withers, Al Jarreau, Curtis Mayfield, Grover Washington, Kenny G, you know, people like that. And I would just try to emulate them. And I think that's where I really learned how to develop a good sound and also playing too. You know, that's the other important thing. But I just played with those records and CDs for hours and it would just always strive to try to sound you know similar obviously we're all gonna have our own voice but we try to find the things that I like try to uh, see if I could you know um, you know get close to doing that and I, I'd say that's you know that's how I was able to pick it up and just self-teach myself and I like the challenge I'm very competitive by nature so I, I just love the challenge of doing something that's difficult. And I think that really goes to, you know, show that people, sometimes people don't understand, you know, what their purpose is or why they're here. But sometimes you can look at those things that are innate to you. Like you said, you didn't realize, you know, the fact that you were very competitive, the fact that you like to figure things out. All of those things are really helpful to you as a musician. And so, you know, as you begin to figure out, as you kind of just lean into who you are and to your strengths, I think sometimes that will help people figure out what they're meant to do. Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential in everyone that they don't even realize, like you mentioned. Sometimes you just need a little bit of help or a little push or a little something, something positive to come your way so you can realize that, you know, I think I could do this, you know, but you have to be willing to put the work in. Even if it's something that comes fairly natural, there's still a lot of work that you have to put into it to really make it, you know, on a level that, you know, you could, you know, for music where you could take to radio or you could, you know, be someone that could play professionally. You know, you still have to work at it. It's not like it's just a freebie. I think even for people that maybe don't have as much of a natural ability to do something, I believe if you work hard enough, you can get there. You know, maybe you won't be on the 
the level you want to be, but you still can achieve something where you can take away from that and be like, wow, I'm proud of myself. I, I, I did this on my own. Right. Absolutely. Now, is there any other instruments that you play or that you've taught yourself to play or that you want to learn how to play? You know, actually just the saxophone. You know, I play the soprano, the alto and tenor. And people like, you should play the baritone. Like, it's just not my voice. You know, it's the kind of music I play. It just doesn't, I don't hear it on that instrument. So with the three saxophones I play, um, they all fit who I am. You know, I would stay. I would still say my my real voice. If I had, if I could only have one saxophone, it would probably be the soprano saxophone for sure. But yeah, no guitar, no keyboard, no nothing. I just the saxophone was was it for me. Okay, well, it fits you well. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the other things I, I really like about you is that not only are you self-taught, but you're also a teacher and a mentor to other musicians. Tell me a little bit about what inspired you to develop the Sax Coach membership. You know, um, I didn't realize this till like after One More Kiss. And I was, you know, there's a lot of learning. You know, just because you can play an instrument doesn't mean you understand the business. And I learned that really quickly because uh, it's, it's like a whole other world. And so there was a lot of learning and, you know, difficult days and, and how do I do this? How do I do that? What is, you know, and I felt like I wanted to share that with people. I'm like, you know, this is a great tool um, where I can, you know, help someone speed track their way to something where they could spend years trying to figure it out where, you know, I, I had some good coaches myself uh, in certain areas, you know, like, you know, huge groove. Again, he, he, he's, you know, he's helped me a lot with a lot of things. My producer, and you know a lot of uh, different family and friends and I, I was able to take all that and be like I can actually offer something where if someone really wants to do this I can show them how I did it which to me I, I felt like it's pretty simple um, there's still a lot of work to be done but uh, just to get that information is it's really hard you really I mean to go on YouTube and try to find all these things that you need is it's pretty difficult you know so it, it sort of, it, I was inspired from, you know, getting through the, the first song. It did very well. I mean, I charted on Billboard. You know, Watercolors picked it up. I had a, It was number one for eight weeks on the group jazz charts. And it was really, it, it really did well. And I thought, you know what? I could probably help people with this. And then, of course, I just released uh, Panama City Groove. And that's also been picked up by Watercolors. And, you know, it's a... A difficult thing to do and I thought you know what I could share this information I think it's valuable yeah definitely I think you know making a difference is really what it's about so I really really like that a lot what would you say yeah, definitely. what would you say is the hardest part about coaching other musicians you know the hardest part is you know again we're not all on the same level you know not everyone is at say a level that they are ready for that for radio radio uh, play. Um, maybe in their mind they think they're ready, um, but I think it's working with people with different levels of experience and natural ability is is difficult because you know you don't want to you definitely want to be honest with them and you don't want to you know say things that are going to hurt people's feelings, but you want to help them genuinely and and say 
where are your strengths and weaknesses here? What are you what are you good at? What do you love doing? You know, tell me about more about what what it is that you enjoy doing and what type of music you like to play. Let's talk about that. So what I try to I mean another hard thing would be trying to figure out what it is what it is that you know people do really well at, you know. And I always tell people, you know, stay in your lane. Once you realize you're good at doing doing a certain say style of music or you know get good at that you know what happens i see a lot of people is they try to do a lot of other things because they're trying to impress their friends or their peers and hey look at me i can do this you know this is really hard to play but at, you know at the end of the day what i found to be most effective is to stay in your lane when you know you're good at something a certain say style or a certain whatever you know focus on that get great at that before you you know attempt to try to conquer something else. So I would say between learning a, a person's ability and, and you know their background and also what it is that they what their true passion is. I said that you know to try to really get that out of people is probably the hardest thing. Yeah, I can see that. And I mean, definitely, you know, staying in your lane is, is interesting. I was just having a conversation with someone about that and how important it is, because a lot of people, like you said, they see other people and they think it looks cool and then they want to try all these different things. But once you figure out, you know, what your talent is, what your skill is, you know, you need to hone in on those things and focus on your strengths rather than the things that you're, you know, not so strong in. So definitely Absolutely, agree. Absolutely, yeah. And it, it doesn't mean you can't do it at, a, at another time, but, oh, I mean, here's a good example. Kenny G, and we'll use John Coltrane's, you know, icon, legend, straight ahead, jazz-type player, and then you got a smooth jazz um, player like Kenny G. Imagine John Coltrane playing Songbird, one <laughs> of Kenny G's number one hits. Or imagine Kenny G playing one of uh, Giant Steps of John Coltrane. So you see what I'm saying? It's like, it could they do it? Yes, they could do it. But what it's, you know, is that their strength? No. You know, it's, uh, they're doing what they're doing because they're good at it. And that's what their passion, that's their true passion. So that's kind of like, uh, probably an extreme example, but, you know, that's what I'm saying, stay in your lane. Right. You yeah. Know? Totally get it. No, for you as yourself, what's been the biggest challenge? You know, for me, it's been more the, the, the business side of it, learning about the music business, you know, and industry and, you know, how it all works. You know, how do you get your song out there? How do you get it promoted? How do you get your music produced properly? Um, how do you market yourself? How do you, you know, all that stuff. I don't even know if they teach that stuff in school, even if you were to go say music school I don't maybe they do maybe they do teach it now I don't know but I, I, I kind of think they probably don't go into a lot of that and I think as good as a, as a player you, as you could be if you don't have that side of it and you're a good business person it can, you know it could really be tough on your career if you really want to make music your career is really learning the music industry not so much how do you play and sound good Absolutely. Well, right there, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and we're going to listen to some more great music and we'll be back shortly. Enjoy.
Welcome back. You're listening to Dr. Davina Stotts. You just heard Panama City Groove by Matt Lee. Oh, you can definitely feel the sunshine, the waves, and the good vibes in that song. So um, we talked a little bit about your, you know, beginnings. We talked about your music. Now let's get a little personal and um, talk about, you know, what else do you do outside of music? Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm into sports and I love football, hockey, golf. Um, up until my sur- I had back surgery about a year ago, because of sports-related injuries, I used to race motorcycles all the way up until into my like mid-20s, I raced professionally. Um, so I love uh, sports, motorsports, I love football, you know, again, ice hockey, golf. Recently, I haven't been able to do a whole lot of it because, you know, because of the injury and just getting healed up. But I'm, I'm, I'm planning on getting back out on the golf course. Probably won't be doing the ice hockey anymore and definitely not uh, motocross anymore. But um, those are some of my, you know, things that I really enjoy doing. And, and then uh, outside of that, I like to, you know, spend time with my wife. And we like to go to the beach together and, you know, just sit by the beach and, and you know, hang out and, and we do. We also do paddleboard. That's something new that we're doing. I've never done since we moved to Florida. We we got these um, paddleboards, and we go out to the bay, and we like to go paddleboarding. So that's been kind of fun. That sounds fun. So you've moved around quite a bit. What football team is your favorite? Well, it's always going to be the uh, well, they're the Las Vegas Raiders now. But I've been watching the, the Raiders when they were in LA when they were. Los Angeles Raiders and my hockey team is the LA Kings and I've been watching those two teams ever since I was probably about five years old okay so uh, it's been rough as a Raider fan as you know for many years <laughs> <laughs> but um, I still love them and I still support them and I'm very loyal to my you know my, my two teams and and my wife has has become very fond of both those teams and it's we actually, uh, when we lived in California, we used to go to the, you know, the Staples Center and go to the LA Kings games. I would fly to Oakland when the Raiders were in Oakland. I'd fly every year up there to go see a game. And um, so we're, we're kind of sports people, and we like to, you know, do things, you know, fun things, you know, like that. So. Okay. Awesome. So, you know, what's next for you? I see you have a couple of shows coming up. What's coming up in 23? Yeah, so 2023, I'm planning on um, promoting some of my own shows, actually, my own Smooth Jazz shows. So, you know, stay tuned for that. But um, what I've been really working on this year, uh, especially after uh, One More Kiss, was material. Um, Just making more music, more music, because... I gotta have enough music to be able to, you know, be able to do a full set of music, and I like to. I would prefer to play all my own originals. I know I can go out there and play, you know, cover songs, but and nothing against that. But I just, you know, I love, you know, playing original music. So my whole thing is trying to get to song number ten, and I'm at song number seven right now. So I've got three more songs to get to my goal of ten songs, and the other goal for next year um, along with doing some shows would be is to try to put out full length uh, uh, album so I, I've got an EP uh, which has got four songs on it but next year I'm hoping to do a full 10 length CD album and um, also doing some shows you know and promoting really looking at promoting 
some of my own music and my own shows and bringing in other artists like Jackie Joyner or Huge Groove, my, my dear friends. And, and um, that's sort of the goal for 2023. That's awesome. Now, where can your fans go to follow you and connect? Uh, probably the easiest way would be my website, which is uh, mattleesax.com. Or I'm also on uh, Facebook, Matt Lee. And then I have a Matt Lee Sachs artist page, which you can follow there. Uh, I like to engage with uh, all my family, friends, uh, fans, and everything. So I like to talk to everybody. Uh, also, Instagram, it's relatively new. And I also have a YouTube channel um, under Matt Lee Sachs. I haven't used the Sachs because there's, I think there's somebody else that's got Matt Lee already. So I have to throw the Sachs on the end of it. Okay. So, okay. What is your motto or advice um, that you live by just as a, you know, as a human and as a musician? Well, for me, integrity is number one core value that I've had since I've been a kid and raised in the church. It's always do the right thing as, as hard as it may be. And sometimes taking the easy road isn't the right road. So I always live by integrity and doing the right thing. That's that's my number one motto in life. And, you know, try to help people when you can. Always be honest and um, just do the right thing. And that's what I, I, I try to live by and I, I try to teach my kids and anybody else I'm around, you know, is just do the right thing and, and uh, people will see that and they will appreciate that. And um, that, that would be my number one motto in life is integrity. I love that. Yes, integrity and authenticity are definitely very high on my radar as well. So is there anything that you would like to leave with the listeners today? Well, I just want to say I want to thank everybody uh, for all their love and support. You know, um, especially being a new artist, it's not easy. Even if you have great music, um, it's very competitive. And so all the support uh, that I've been getting and, and, again, the love that I've been getting really means a lot to me. I'm very grateful for it. And to me, it's it's a team effort um, going from the producers, the promoters, the band, and, uh, you know, the fans and followers and all your support. I, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing today. So don't think it doesn't go unnoticed. Thank you. Well, I tell you, you know, you've really made a name for yourself. I mean, you're hitting the charts. I mean, you can be heard on so many platforms, Sirius XM, Watercolors, iHeart. So, I mean, I commend you for your hard work and everything that you're doing because it's definitely being noticed. And you definitely, you know, caught my ears. And I appreciate everything that you're doing because, again, there's just there's something very powerful about, you know, smooth jazz so I, I really appreciate everything that you're doing. I appreciate you too for all your support. If it wasn't for um, you know, stations and platforms like yourself, people like me would never be heard. And that would be a shame. Well, I'm grateful for you. Well, I thank you so much. I, it was a pleasure having you on. I hope to have you on again soon. Definitely can't wait to hear everything that you have coming out in 23. And uh, hopefully one of these days I'll get to see you live. So that will be awesome. That's, that sounds like a plan for me. Well, thank you for listening to Dr. Davina's Dots. Be sure to check out Matt Lee and keep following, liking, and sharing Dr. Davina's Dots. Now sit back, relax, and let's close it out with Let's Chill Tonight by Matt Lee. Enjoy.
Thank you for listening to Dr. Davina's Dots. I am your host, Dr. Davina Smith. I truly hope you enjoyed your time with me and I would love to hear from you. Please drop me a note and let me know if you like what you heard today. You can reach me on Facebook at Davina Blackett Smith.